Welcome, everyone, to this another edition of the Shooter Frosted Podcast. I am Brian Reeves, and to my left, of course, John Perdue. Good evening, everyone. And also to my left, Scott Biting. Hello. And also to my left, and on the end, Dwayne Haas. Hello. Hey there. How are we doing? I'm doing well. Dwayne is here. Uh, Dwayne uh, is a faithful listener. <laughs> And a, and a dedicated, dedicated family member. That's a unicorn. <laughs> it is. We got Dwayne and we got the guy in Belgium. Yes. <laughs> I love that guy in Belgium. Well, I do, too. You, you never see him at the same place, same toy. <laughs> and um, so Dwayne came up with the idea. Uh, he said, you, I'm surprised you guys haven't done an episode of... Uh, the urban legends and myths that have come up in pop culture throughout the years, and there have been a billion of them. Yeah, um, they're still prevalent. They're everywhere right now. We have, I know, people stealing kids to suck their essence and stay young, <laughs> like some sort of energy vampires. <laughs> Uh, there's a start for you. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> the the the, uh, the silliness never ends. But we're going to talk about some of the uh, some of the things that went on through the years, uh, throughout movies, TV, and uh, and music. Uh, John, do you have one to start us off with? I do, um, but I just want to kind of start off by saying a couple of things. One is uh, what we sort of traditionally think of as an urban legend it's it's kind of that these days kind of blended in with that the term conspiracy theory or hoax or whatever there's a lot of uh overlap in these categories i think as as we talk about them you'll kind of see that um also a lot of these urban legends have persisted in my opinion due to the fact that there was no internet when a lot of these things started oh absolutely so there you know i think it had the opposite effect. It sort of kept them alive rather than, you know, like the internet now. It's like information is so available whether you choose to believe it or not. And we talked about that off mic as, you know, what's what's truth, alternative facts, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, it, you know, kind of, I think as we talk, you'll see, you know, th- those blurred lines. Um, but I've got, I'll start off with one. Stanley Kubrick, and as you know, mm-hmm. I'm a big Stanley Kubrick fan. You are. I'm extremely a fa- big fan. Um, there's an urban legend that said that he filmed the fake moon landing. <laughs> so we've got two elements here. First yes. of all, that there's a fake moon landing to begin with. <laughs> and second of all, that he filmed it. Yes. So, uh, and I am, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that he was an easy person to go to as a scapegoat. Stanley Kubrick, because he did 2001 A Space Odyssey, exactly. made that so right. believable. Right. So I think that was the springboard for, for this this hoax. It kind of started out, actually, uh, there was supposedly a written letter where he confessed to doing this. Um, this is, And there's also kind of gone along with this, there's a, a doctored video. Um, it actually, it's not even a deep fake. It's just a... Like a like a hacked together two part video one one is the footage from 2018 movie 
first man. <laughs> <laughs> You'll remember that, I'm sure. Yeah, I do. About Neil Armstrong. Yes. And then the second half of it is from a 1989 documentary about the moon, the moon landing. Um, so it's not, you know. So, so this is proof. <laughs> yeah. That. I mean, this, there's, there, it, this is one of the easier ones to debunk. <laughs> it's not a, it's not what you, it's not a deep fake. It's not like, whoa, did, he, did this really happen? Is that really Stanley Kubrick? Because, you know, there's supposed to be an interview that Stanley Kubrick gave, and it, it, it appeared in this movie called Shooting Stanley Kubrick. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of those movies, like <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut, maybe you do want to shoot Stanley Kubrick. But, <laughs> but anyway, um, it, this is, you know, this is a, it's a work of fiction. Shooting Stanley Kubrick is not meant, was not meant to be a documentary. Right. It's, it's a work of fiction. And as such... He gives an interview in it. So, so now you're going to tell me that uh, being uh, John Malkovich wasn't a documentary. <laughs> right. Or a Mighty Wind. Yeah. <laughs> or Best in Show or any other. Um, so Kubrick never appears in that. You know, there's a dead giveaway. Right. He, it's alleged that he did this interview. Well, he's not on camera and saying it. So it's, but it's part of this shooting Stanley Kubrick movie. And, you know, the, and the bottom line is it never happened. And the Stanley Kubrick's family basically just flat out said, "Come on, it's just bullshit." Why, you know? But I think it's funny that they they tried to sort of recruit him, even posthumously, because if it started in 2015, right? You know, he's not here to defend himself, so he's, you know, he's fodder. And then, like you said before about the 2001 Space Odyssey thing, um, it, it, it on that level it, it makes a little bit of sense. You know, and that's that's the kind of movie he would make. You know, the quote is, you know, NASA recruited me and I filmed it and I filmed all of that stuff and this and that. And anyway, that's a except it's it's basically them getting their facts from the onion. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Which has been known to happen. <laughs> yes. Now, Dwayne, uh, you, you you're the guy that suggested this. Do you did you have any that you wanted oh, to bring? Oh gosh, um, like uh, Mikey from the Life cereal commercials. <laughs> yes, yes. Died from eating pop rocks and drinking Coke. Uh, and his yeah. Stomach exploded. <laughs> yeah, I got a little bit more about that one. <laughs> so the guy's name was John Gilchrist. Uh, and the legend got started around 1979, which is pretty early on. Um, but suppo- <laughs> this is my favorite one of all of them, so I'm glad we're, we're doing it. Um, supposedly, he died <laughs> when he ingested six packets of Pop Rocks and six Coca-Colas, <laughs> and it made his stomach explode. <laughs> um, so for those of you who don't know Pop Rocks, and I'm sure most of you do, but Pop Rocks, you... It was this granular sort of sugary snack treat that was apparently very dangerously developed. Like these chemists would develop it and they discovered it accidentally and it was this big explosive thing and they had to wear hazmat suits and whatnot. (laughs) But they finally figured out how to market it. Um, So Pop Rocks, just as, you know, this came out in, I think, 75 or 76 and it was insanely popular. It was. I don't know when I, you know, I was I was a little kid that back then I was like five or six, and I remember Pop Rocks, and it was an absolute fucking sensation. Mm-hmm. Everybody had to have Pop Rocks. You couldn't find Pop Rocks. 
General Mills made Pop Rocks. They made $150 million in the first year selling fucking Pop Rockets. <laughs> that's, that's more than like a lot of tech companies in Silicon yeah. Valley, you know. Well, I mean, and that figure is probably not adjusted. That's probably what they made. Yeah, so it's adjusted. When it's adjusted, it's like $400 million. It's It's crazy. Yeah. How every in you know, stores like nobody has any pop rocks and and there was like a there's like an elementary school black market for pop rocks and <laughs> kids were selling them for like twenty dollars a pouch and what it's great it was just absolutely crazy but when this happened unfortunately it had a, a lasting impact in that the legend started and, and the parents that had these kids that were consuming these pop rocks at what you consider an alarming rate um, the parents contacted General Mills and they were irate saying you're selling this dangerous candy and Mikey from Life Commercial he killed him and he, he got killed eating pop rocks and um, it had the effect unfortunately of tanking sales they plummeted they, they and they never recovered so what happened it didn't affect coke <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? exactly that's a good point but they had to do the thing where they buried the pop rocks because they had they couldn't sell them they go from having no supply to no demand they should have thrown them in the ocean <laughs> <laughs> it would have looked so fucking cool <laughs> no but instead they, they buried them in, in a hole in the ground like they like the Atari well, ET game yes <laughs> They're right next to each other. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in the desert. But, yeah, so uh, General Mills put out a, an ad campaign saying, hey, hold on a minute now. There's nothing wrong with Pop Rocks. <laughs> but it didn't work. So, of course, John Gilchrist is still alive. Um, and I'm sure, you know, there's a resurgence of um, candies being made. Like you can find yeah. Zots and Laffy Taffy, and you can find all these classic candies now. They're remaking yeah. a lot of these. And I think I saw Pop Rocks. So, by the way, if you've never done the Pop Rocks and Coke thing, it's quite the chemical reaction. <laughs> it'll ruin it'll ruin a can of Coke in about seven seconds, but it's pretty spectacular. Oh, you, you were talking about the drink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My bad. I'll put this away. So, yeah. So it was kind of a sad thing because it, it killed. An urban legend actually had an economic impact on a major like a fortune 500 company you know so <laughs> i'm not going to get political uh, but i will say that i think the same thing is happening still <laughs> <laughs> you don't say <laughs> scott can you say something real quick something yes yeah, start, yeah, start talking <laughs> <laughs> um now i have one uh you were i actually finally had to turn you down you were too hot. Oh, damn. That's first time that's, that's ever That's different happened. for Scott. Yeah. Yes. It. Why is he here? By Usually you? I just hit mute. <laughs> I never left. <laughs> that's why I'm here. I was wondering, did we, I thought we had a conversation about that. Anyway. <laughs> so I have that, one. That was an on, urban myth. <laughs> I have one on the Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. So there is a legend that. When uh, when they are heading out on the yellow brick road, still in in uh, right about the time they come to that little shack and the witch appears, there is 
supposedly, if you look close enough and you pause your VCR just right, your VCR, <laughs> you can see a munchkin that hanged himself, committed suicide oh, yeah. I remember on this one. the set. I remember this one, yeah. Turns out it was a crane that was flapping its wings because they brought in all these exotic birds because mm-hmm. it had to be wacky Oz and nobody knew yeah. what a crane was. Yeah. That was <laughs> endured because I heard, I heard that one when I was in college and that was in the 90s. Yeah. So going, what it was, uh, Wizard of Oz was 39, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So that went on decades. Yeah. Uh, um, it, uh, I guarantee that that is still probably out there. Yeah, I'm sure people still believe it. There you know, are. Uh, the, yeah, I was listening to a guy recently. He was saying how he was sure that it really happened because he saw it when he was a kid. Right. So he must have gone back and digitally edited the crane in there. And it's a yeah, putting a pilot well, conspiracy theory on top of it. The other thing <laughs> is when he yeah. when he was looking at that as a kid. He was probably seeing a pretty shitty VCR yeah. image. The videotape had crap uh, image quality. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was terrible. Yeah. Now you're watching it on, you know, mm-hmm. 1080 minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Or 4K or 8K. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a much better image right. and be able to decipher what it really is, which is a crane. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's another one of those that kind of been, it kind of perpetuated due to the lack of technology. Um, what about the the Pink Floyd thing? Oh was, yeah, that, wasn't that there was like Dark Side of the Moon or something? Yeah, like if you if you start Dark Side of the Moon after the third roar of the lion. Um, oh, from the from MGM, the MGM logo. MTM, MGM <laughs> or MGM. Uh, I say logo, but I yeah, mean, I know you know, the beginning. Opening. Yeah, where Leo does his does his the roars, then. It syncs up perfectly, and it and it, like have well, you tried it? You know what? If you're high enough, <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of my feeling. I, I was gonna wonder if there were drugs. It's like all. wow, yeah. <laughs> I only had a brain that syncs perfectly up to like, us and them. Cool man. <laughs> like, I mean, the, 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 the album itself doesn't make a lot of. Right, you know, linear sense. <laughs> right, it's, it's not really real coherent. Yeah, and like it's not like the wall that kind of had a theme. Right. <laughs> so yeah. So that I think that's all I have on the Wizard of Oz, which still lives in our consciousness. Although there were a lot of rumors back in the day on the behavior of the, the actors for the, the actors about getting like shit face in it. That, yeah, they were getting all drunk and they were. <laughs> Uh, giving Judy Garland a whole hard time and and none of that fucking shit happened. <laughs> uh, they were. Wait a minute, were, what were they doing with Judy Garland? I, I, they were like harassing her and shit. Hogtied them. Hogtied them. That I don't know. <laughs> Did he say? He said giving her a hard time. Oh, hard time. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> so now I think we're officially through with uh, Wizard of Oz <laughs> yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the Wizard of Oz will reemerge in a, in a future podcast. It always seems to rear its It does. It's, had, yeah. it's made uh, several appearances. <laughs> uh, Scott, did you have any? I heard an urban myth that they uh, hog tied her. 
That, that's a more recent one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we have to play the tape. <laughs> Technical difficulties again. <laughs> And then, um, so John, did you have another? Yeah, let's talk about, let's back up a little bit. Oh, another thing that people may or may not know about me is I'm a huge James Bond fan. I love all the James Bond movies. Um, so naturally, one of the biggest urban legends that have come out of the Bond franchise is the, the myth that an actress in Goldfinger died on the set as a result of skin asphyxiation from being painted gold. Um, that was a very cool scene, by the way, very cool effect. Um, this was obviously pre-internet. It was like 66. Um, and this image got posted everywhere in, in, in print media. It was just, even if you didn't see the movie, you knew where that came from right and she was on the album soundtrack cover. yeah exactly um so so basically not to give, not to give away the plot after <laughs> 55 years but um <laughs> uh, the Arik goldfinger is the villain in in this and uh, of course his thing is gold <laughs> <laughs> in fact the the theme song ends with the line he loves gold. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, Auric had a creative way of killing people. And one of these was uh, there was a, a girl, not the Bond girl of the movie. The Bond girl of the movie was somebody else. Um, uh, but she died as a result of someone painting her with gold. And she supposedly, you're supposed to... James Bond explains in the movie that you're supposed to leave a little patch of skin at the base of the back unpainted so you could, the skin can breathe. You know, first of all, she's not a fucking reptile. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I mean, people wear wetsuits. <laughs> right. right, but their face is exposed. Oh, okay. So there you go. So they're breathing through their face like a frog, you know. But so essentially... There is no such thing as skin asphyxiation. Color me shocked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the two things that fed this urban legend as time went on was it started basically after the Bond movie, after Goldfinger, she quit acting. And back in the 60s, if you just quit, it's like you just kind of vanish. Right. You know, it's not like there's paparazzi all over, you know, Shirley Eaton, who's the actress's name. You know, she she wasn't the Bond girl of the of the movie, but yeah. So it was like she vanished. So it's like, oh, maybe she died. <laughs> I bet I know how. <laughs> and also, you know, there there was a physician on the set that um that was that was there during that painting scene in case something happened. And that also kind of fed into us. Like, well, there was a physician there. It was probably dangerous. Um, it wasn't really dangerous. It was just a precaution. Um, well, I mean, and there have been plenty of instances of uh, a chemical reaction with paint. Like, uh, right. The like, Wizard of Oz. Like the Wizard of Oz. Brady right. Epson mm -hmm. 
yeah. to bow out because he had a terrible allergic reaction right. to the, the, the silver paint. Right. And I know, I'm sure they're not using Sherwin-Williams, but <laughs> but still, it's it's a chemical. It probably yeah. had um, lead in it. Yeah, it, it might have. Back in the 60s, it yeah. might have, yeah. And asbestos. Yeah. <laughs> and cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, it's a mixture of asbestos and lucky strikes. So, uh, yeah, by the way, just to, just to wrap it up, uh, Shirley Eaton is alive and well at the age of 86. All right. <laughs> She's still gold? <laughs> no, they, they said it, it took, took about an hour to get the paint off of her. Um, but other than that, there was no residual effects. An hour. I, I can paint a bathroom and <laughs> be, be getting colors coming off of me in the shower three days later. Um, and now I have one, uh, and I bet you guys are familiar with this one, the movie Three Men and a Baby. Yeah. Oh, yes. 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 That there was a ghost in the window. Because, and, and, and preface this, because it was filmed in a haunted house. Mm. Now, first off, they don't film in houses. <laughs> right. They, <film laughs> also they just don't do that. Right. You, you, you use a soundstage. But home improvement was in a house, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> How'd they get that fence in there? <laughs> And uh, so the the uh, what they say was a ghost boy was actually a card card cardboard cutout of Ted Danson <laughs> that was supposed to be in another part of the plot, and they wound up taking it out. <laughs> and so, but this cardboard cutout wound up being in a couple of scenes. So the only logical explanation <laughs> right. is, is that it's a ghost in a haunted house. <laughs> I thought apparitions like that weren't capturable on film. Is that not? No. Uh, I, supposedly, if, if uh, you know an apparition, yeah, yeah, they could be caught on okay. on film. Okay, I just wasn't. I wasn't sure how the physics worked of. <laughs> apparitions in film nobody <laughs> especially if it's a ghost cutout <laughs> so yeah and then um, I believe the other one was also um, Amityville Horror oh yeah well that entire movie was kind of an urban legend right yeah it, the the book it was based on mm -hmm was basically made up by the two people that were living there and the writer over a shit ton of wine. They were just getting all <laughs> fucked up and just coming up with a bunch of horse shit. And nowadays that's called a podcast. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. So then it becomes a huge bestseller. They make a movie of it. And then they say that the movie was cursed because it was again filmed in a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> this is starting to sound like a Halloween special from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, but that movie though, when I was a kid, oh, God, that was fucking scary. I mean, as a six-year-old, I I, didn't do, I remember seeing the movie at the drive-in, yeah. uh, and I read the book when it came out, and you know, it, 
that creepy house did have it had those windows that looked like eyes it was so yeah. cool yeah yeah it was cool as hell uh-huh. and I, I you know i enjoyed the movie but that let that movie has i don't know you're you're a more of a horror person than me um do you think that movie has lasted i mean everybody's still heard they remade it even oh you know, and there does have it, been do you think it re, do you think it has lasted this long because of the urban legend or you think it was just that good a movie oh it wasn't that good of a movie yeah that's what i was thinking so, <laughs> no, yeah no uh, you know but um, people have heard of it you know even oh, it, back from the 70s no I, I think there's plenty of people that still think that the book was legit and that mm-hmm. the movie was based off a legit book you know right yeah. So they're still saying, "Oh, this is this is like true. Self, this really happened." I knew somebody that knew them. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you know that, that people would rather believe than accept that you know there's yeah. a lot of horseshit. <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> you got one. I got another one. Let's let's switch gears here, okay? Literally, and talk about Richard Gear. Oh, <laughs> I know you're here. <laughs> For those of you who hey have... Rocky, watch me pull a gerbil out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it was the cardboard cutout of Ted dancing. So you've already kind of touched on the, the, the pop culture reach of this particular legend, which, if you don't know, Richard Gere supposedly had a gerbil rectally inserted and had to go to the emergency room to have it removed because, you know, it, there's there's a long, glorious history of actual incidences where people have gone to the emergency room with things rectally inserted um, all kinds of things. Yeah, all kinds of things. And from what I understand, what I what I saw, it's like it's like it's not it's not a sexual thing in a lot of cases. It's just some deep psychological weirdness that people stick things in their ass and you know battery. Yeah, some people collect yeah. baseball cards, some people stick shit in their ass, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so but, but back to Richard Gere. Um <laughs> they both have the stick of gum. So yeah, so the the whole concept of gerbiling is kind of an urban legend inside of an urban legend because it doesn't really it's not really a thing there's no there's no evidence in any medical journal that anybody can find of people putting a rodent up their rectum you know so how graphic should i get with this because you know i i I say go for it okay so apparently the uh the way gerbling works Mm -hmm. is you you insert a hollow tube in the rectum and then you, <laughs> so you become Lord. part of the habit trail. <laughs> yes, you, exactly. You become an extension of the, the habit trail. <laughs> I hope you all know what a habit trail is because that's a really fun. <laughs> so it, once, the, so the gerbil's inside. You remove the tube. Trapping the gerbil. The gerbil's in trouble. The gerbil is going to suffocate. Yes. What does what does an animal do fighting for its life? It tries to escape from its predicament. So the gerbil is in your lower intestine, scratching and clawing and trying to get out, trying to fight for life, and it creates a an intense sensation that is, I guess, desirable. I can't imagine so, but anyway, and then you're supposed to 
evacuate it later. But apparently in Richard Gere's case, he was not able to evacuate it. I feel like I need a shower now. (laughs) (laughs) So this got started. uh, it, It originates from the 80s, like around Pretty Woman, like before Pretty Woman, where he supposedly went into the ER and people that worked at the hospital said, oh, yeah, that's true. It's true. Well, what had happened was there was a um, there was a fake press release that got spammed to a bunch of fax machines in the L.A. area, basically. And it said, you know, basically said what I had just described, that he was in the ER at, I don't know if it was Mount Sinai or wherever it was, but um, it was on a, like a, a SPCA a letterhead, like Society of Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Right, so right. there was this outrage element, like, okay, he's abusing gerbils, fucker. You know, how dare he? So, obviously, it's a hoax. It was it was never. But this one has a uh, far-reaching <clears throat> pop culture. There was an episode of uh, Family Feud, the Steve Harvey version, where, let me see if I can find the quote. No, okay. The, the question was, name something a doctor might pull out of a person. <laughs> and, of course, the woman hits the buzzer and says a gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> comes directly from oh yeah the, yeah. The, yeah there's a whole South Park episode <laughs> I forgot about that yes, <laughs> that's right um, yeah so by the way there's they still do like they'll they'll apparently like regenerate this fake press release and send it out like it's just like the trying to keep it go just it a blatant attempt to keep an urban an obvious myth part of me wants to wonder if uh, if there was the subtext of also in that rumor of trying to depict uh gay society as extra depraved exactly yes yeah um yeah which is an unfortunate thing but this was we're talking about the 80s and 90s you know hiv and aids was prevalent and people were scared or frightened or whatever and and it had there was a lot of misunderstanding and misconceptions about this it was called a gay disease it was not a gay disease arthur ash was not gay ryan white was not gay doesn't matter if you were or you were not right it was it was a disease that affected a lot of different people over this big spectrum so yeah there was i think that probably helped feed into this it's like okay this depravity yes. that richard Gere is allegedly exhibiting yeah you know, and um to add to that, from what I've uh, gathered is Richard Gere was sure that Sylvester Stallone started the rumor. They had a, they had several huge fights during the filming of um, Lords of Flatbush. No shit. And um, the the fights got so bad that Richard Gere was fired. From the Lords of Flatbush, so oh. that's why he's not in the movie. Oh. And um, so then he is dead set saying that Stallone started that whole goddamn thing. <laughs> and uh, uh, Stallone has has talked about it and saying saying that he blames me for. <laughs> the durable thing, but does he deny it? Yeah, that's the thing. Does he deny it? I, he, I don't think he said one way or the right. other. Right? <laughs> he probably thinks Richard Gere is a pompous asshole. I don't know. What, what do you think of Richard Gere as an actor? Just gerbil aside, um, gerbil inside. 
you know, because we could talk about Mothman prophecy. Because he was in that. that. Yeah. Uh, a little bit, maybe, about the Mothman prophecy. That's kind of an urban legend. Um, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, I yes. think it was, yeah. where um, supposedly Mothman was an apparition that was going to appear several days before a major event. And he warned people that the bridge was going to mm-hmm. collapse. And the bridge collapsed. So that part is true. What's le- myth or legend or whatever is the fact that they actually Mothman appeared. So the, if you're not familiar with it, this happened during like a Christmas rush. Christmas rush hour, people were out Christmas shopping. Yeah, um, very sad thing. I don't. I'm not sure how many people died, but it was yeah like twenty or thirty, I think. Um, but yeah, that's the basis of the the Mothman and and this urban myth thing with Richard Gere kind of had me thinking about a little bit about the Mothman prophecy. You know, and I, uh, honestly, right off. The top of my head, I can think of like uh, what he was in was it American Gigolo. Is that right? Yeah. Do and, you also remember what movie was that? Where we were also talking about HIV. He was in. I don't know if it was and the band played on. Do you remember that? It was from like from the eighties or nineties. It was supposed to be like a Frank portrayal of like the genesis of how the epidemic started. Mm-hmm. And Richard Gere was patient zero. He was like an airline attendant. And he slept with all of these. I'm sure that t- that doesn't help his, <laughs> his But yeah, he um, he was he was patient zero, and and he he apparently had, in the movie at least, this big effect. You know, this everything radiated out of patient zero, and he was the main contributor of the spread of this epidemic. And yeah, he was, yeah. But he's kind of had. I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him really. I mean, he's just kind of, to me, he's just a little bland. Uh, yeah, he's but never. Um, I didn't really like Pretty Woman. I think it was too kind of dumb, Yeah. But it was popular, so people like it. So what the fuck do I know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, my yeah, I mean, everybody says that about me. What the fuck do you know? My boss. <laughs> my, wife always, my wife always gets gets pissed off at me when I mention Pretty Woman and or she mentions it in the like, but she was a whore. <laughs> she was a whore done good. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it's fine. I, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, speaking of of rumors <laughs> that are um, wanting to portray someone as as as, as gay. Uh huh. Rod Stewart. Oh, oh this yeah. one. Everyone's heard this one. <laughs> that Rod Stewart had to be rushed to the hospital <laughs> and have his stomach pumped <laughs> from drinking 16 ounces of semen. I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> and evidently it was supposed to have been a whole ship of sailors that he sucked off. So a seaman Siemens? <laughs> Seaman Square. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess if we're going to do the gerbil thing, we should do the Rod Stewart thing. So. Yeah, it seems like a perfect It seems like a good segue, yeah. Um, I don't know what to say about that. Except you said you had questions. <laughs> I do have, okay. First of all, 16 ounces. How do they arrive at that? If you're pumping the stomach, it's there are gastric contents that go along with that. And the semen content presumably would be diluted. 
Did they send that to the fucking lab? They and did. <laughs> they did. They oh, sent it to the... There's a whole thing with this. Sperm bank. Yeah, yeah. They used it like a centrifuge <laughs> and everything. Sperm bank, wait it up. <laughs> okay, so I'll stop you there. I... You know this. I am a medical laboratory professional. I work in a hospital. I work in a hospital laboratory. There is no testing area called the sperm bank. <laughs> <laughs> there is a blood bank. There's yeah. not a sperm bank. <laughs> I was misinformed. Because <laughs> yeah. I've been making deposits. I was going to say, where the hell have I been going? <laughs> okay. I mean, granted, I usually do a drive through. <laughs> more, like more like a drive by. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so, yeah, anyway, go ahead. Now, I have to admit, I think this is another one. Where they're saying how promiscuous homosexuals are, mm-hmm. you know, he blew a, a whole ship's worth of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean it's Rod Stewart. Come on. Uh, so evidently, Rod Stewart had fired his publicist. Uh-huh. His name was Tony Toon. Uh huh. He started the rumor shortly after he was fired. <laughs> this feels like the And Stewart was thing. quoted, he said, Toon's revenge was absolutely inspired. I have never orally pleasured even a solitary sailor, <laughs> let alone a ship's worth in one evening. <laughs> and I've never had my stomach pumped, either of naval issue seamen or any other kind of seamen <laughs> this story has stayed with me ever since say what you like about tony toon god rest his soul but he was good at his job <laughs> that is awesome. that's a great response that's a fucking great response it is fantastic yeah i remember uh somebody uh he, i remember reading a bit of an interview where he i guess he had to keep like uh, refuting the story as the years went on. Yeah, he's like they would ask him about. It. He's like, "Oh, the old come in the belly story again, huh?" <laughs> Why do you sound like a pirate? Just <laughs> <laughs> like Irish. Oh, the, right. oh, the old, the old semen story again. Oh, the old semen story again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So I, I, I don't like Rod Stewart. I, I mean, I don't know him personally. Surprise, but I, I, uh, I don't care for his singing, and I, I thank God sometimes that he didn't get to be the singer in Led Zeppelin like was the original plan. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, could you imagine that? No. <laughs> yeah. So it would have been a, a, a very, very different band. Yeah. Well, with Jeff Beck too, right? He was supposed to be slated in there too, and thank God it fell out differently. Yeah, it would have been. Do they? You know, he can stay with faces, and Led Zeppelin could become a lot more legendary. But anyway, yeah, Rod Stewart, as much as I don't like his singing, doesn't deserve that kind of publicity. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on anyone. So. And uh, another cursed movie, the movie The Omen was cursed. Oh, was it? Evidently, it seems like any movie dealing with like the devil or possession or things like that. Mm-hmm. 
people want to say they were cursed. It's prime fodder for that, yeah. Yeah. Because um, they make the same claim about the uh, poltergeist. Poltergeist, yeah. Right. Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. Um, there, I've, I've got that on my list to talk about. We'll get to that right after this one. Um, but if there were a couple of weird things. So Gregory Peck, you know, he, he was the lead. Mm-hmm. And um, he was flying to London. And during the flight, lightning struck his plane. Mm-hmm. Odd. Yeah. But... Also, shortly after, the executive producer of Mace Newfield's plane was also struck by lightning when route to Los Angeles. Well, shit. <laughs> what are they yeah. I mean, um, but so uh, evidently there were a couple of weird little things that happened, but, uh, you know. Coincidental. All coincidental. Yeah. And uh, evidently planes getting hit by lightning. Happens a lot. A, a whole and there's engineering things I mean, put in place for, yeah. for that, that contingency. So, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a large metal tube in the sky. So. <laughs> <laughs> and they fly through bad weather sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're lightning rods that <laughs> flying lightning are, rods. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and then, uh, like God alluded to, the poltergeist being cursed, and uh, uh, this was. Uh, but now they say the the basis for this is you've seen poltergeist, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Now, it, towards the end. There's the swimming pool scene where where she falls down into the swimming pool. All these dead bodies come up. Mm-hmm. Well, they found out it was cheaper to get real skeletons from India than to make prosthetic. Really? So they used real human skeletons Damn. for a shit ton of the skeletons in that scene. Damn. They said that that cursed. Kind of like desecrating an Indian burial mound. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so, you know, Heather O'Rourke died when she was... That's what I was going to bring up. She well, died young, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, she, it, she was misdiagnosed, um, it, and they figured out too late that she had some sort of bowel mm-hmm. uh, obstruction, mm-hmm. and that wound up killing her. Mm-hmm. And the girl, Dominic Dunn, who played the older sister, who was in the movie for 15 minutes... Mm-hmm. Um, she was killed by her boyfriend oh, wow. in a drunken rage. So it's kind of hard. At this point, it's getting hard to refute that it's not a curse movie. And then, <laughs> and uh, remember uh, Poltergeist 2, there was the... Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> there was the creepy pre- preacher. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was played by Julian Beck, and he died of cancer right uh-huh. after. Okay. But he looked so creepy because he was... He was sick. He was had cancer. He was yeah. in stage three cancer, and he used that look mm-hmm. of to great effect. Yes, to be so. That was duh. Again, I guess all coincidences, but you can see how that got started as an urban. Yeah, you know. Well, and especially you know, I think the the Heather Rourke thing with her being the actor that was always taken and mm-hmm. uh, being. Although, it's not real. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a work of fiction, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, who else has one? Uh, his James Bond story actually reminded me of one with the uh, Ohio Players. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Yeah. Where Love the roller coaster. The was murdered. Yes. And her screams is, is heard on the uh, recording of 
Love, Love roller coaster. coaster. Yeah. Uh, during the, the the there's that break, and the uh, the drums do a, a an odd offbeat thing, mm-hmm. and then you hear this ah! super high pitch. It was somebody doing the the breathing in scream. Yeah. That you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, she's not dead. right so who would who would have the time to it's like before we murder you we're gonna set up a lot of sound equipment and we're gonna (laughs) yeah it's like yeah we want to kill her but let's do it while all the recording equipment's on because it might sound really cool because that wouldn't incriminate us at all yeah (laughs) because it was done like in retaliation because she was suing them because she had like a chemical like some kind of Burn or something like that from oh, from the honey. Oh, really? Because she was on the the like cover honey. of Honey, yeah, as well. But it's actually like fiberglass, and it like burned her. And oh wow! It, I, I doubt that they used hot honey, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they probably didn't but use honey like at all. It was probably like or something like that. Yeah, yeah a vegetable oil. I was going to say room temperature <laughs> honey still flows. Yeah, <laughs> yes, all right. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Missed the science over here. <laughs> It's called Google. <laughs> it's to, honey liquid. He had to Google whether or not honey was liquid at room temperature. I love it. <laughs> Turns out that's not a myth. <laughs> Scotty, coming up with the goods. <laughs> that's why I'm here. And I refuse to leave. <laughs> well, it's still early. No. <laughs> Fuck. Um... Now, uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys, and this one was not very long ago. This one started, <clears throat> I don't know if it started, but I heard about this rumor in the earlier days of Facebook mm-hmm. that Mr. Rogers always wore those long sleeve sweaters to hide all the tattoos he had because he was a Navy SEAL hero in Vietnam. I know he was in the military. I don't know about the rest of it. He actually was not in the military. He was not. Okay. So that's how. <laughs> that's how urban legends work, I guess. I was going to say, I heard he was a sniper. <laughs> that's right. Uh, okay, okay. Well, he may have, may have, I don't know, maybe he was a SEAL sniper. But uh, yeah, they, they, the, the, the main thing was always that he was a, a SEAL and he was a real badass. And he covered all these tattoos because when you're a hero, you have to get tattoos. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, sure. Yeah. It's in your contract. You got to commemorate it. That's yeah. why I don't have any tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, Fred Rogers got out of high school, went to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, like a, he was like a music major or something. It was uh, the, yeah. Like yeah. the complete opposite of whatever exactly. you might think of. Uh, what I think, he, he, didn't he go to... Uh, like North Carolina uh, or something. Well, yeah. and then I think he went to like uh, school to be a minister. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And uh, there was no time. And plus, he was born in 28, which predates him. He w- would have been too old to go to Vietnam. Yeah, he would have been like... <laughs> <laughs> he was that much of a badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, John, Tom Cruise can do it. Or then Keanu Reeves. John Wick 4. <laughs> so, yep. He just he wore his sweaters because they because. were comfy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as exciting a story though. No, <laughs> people make up shit, don't they? 
we should cover that. Yeah, we should talk about that a little bit. And um, oh, I like this one. Is that? Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, Gene Simmons? Oh, I think I know where this one's going. Had a cow's tongue grafted onto his tongue to make it really long. <laughs> now, have you ever seen a cow's tongue in the in the in the deli? Yes, they're ginormous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like they're, they're five like, inches wide. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're five six inches wide. Uh, <laughs> so now I'm picturing it on the end of jeans. I know, just hanging down. <laughs> He's unable to talk. He can't taste with it. Can't do anything with it. Um, yeah, I, that one kind of cracked me. And I remember even back then, I was like, yeah, some of them are like, you're not even trying, dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, his t- tongue looks long when he does that, but. Yeah, it's not, not a cow. It's long. not a cow. Right. <laughs> It's not like he can stick his tongue out and lick his own ass or anything. <laughs> I don't know why you'd want to do that. But... Yeah, you would not want to do that. Sure. <laughs> hey, did you hear the one about Jamie Lee Curtis as a hermaphrodite? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so, this one's actually a little different um, for one reason. Um she is uh, well <laughs> you're not that far off technically so just as background according she was allegedly in an interview where she said she was born with both male and female sex organs okay um this interview never took place <laughs> so, um but the interesting thing is if there were such a procedure done it kind of falls under uh patient confidentiality laws which would now be hipaa but uh, there's no way to refute it because you can't there's no document that says this never happened right you know right there could presumably be something that says you just don't know because they're protected so, so she didn't keep the dick in a jar <laughs> <laughs> no it's more like Tony wearing Curtis a dick did. that she keeps in a, in a jar, jar by the door <laughs> Who is it for? <laughs> so what adds to this legend is uh, her parents called her Jamie Lee, which supposedly is kind of an ambiguous thing. It's like, well, depending on what part we remove, we'll go with Lee or we'll go with Jamie. <laughs> so those of you who don't know, her parents were uh, Janet, Janet Lee and Tony Curtis. Yes. Um, just a bit, little bit more background, but yeah, she comes from a famous Hollywood family. Um, and the other thing is Jamie Lee Curtis was not able to conceive children. Um, you know, she'd been married to Christopher Guest for a long time. Yes. So yeah, so they've been on record as saying they've got issues with infertility. So again, doesn't refute the the, the legend. It doesn't, but a but lot of people have <laughs> right. infertility yeah, problems. It's not that uncommon, right? Um, so I think it's it's getting a little bit more interest. Like there's a renewed interest in it, and I think a lot of it is due to the fact that we are more aware of things like like transgender and gender assignment at birth and whatnot. Um, you know, she had her, she, both of her both of their children are adopted. 
Mm-hmm. And one of them is transitioning. So she, you know, there was a big thing about that. They're, they're, they're just thrilled about it. Um, but again, it, it kind of feeds like, oh yeah, I remember that. She supposedly had a dick, right? <laughs> <laughs> so again, it's obviously it's ninety nine point nine percent bullshit, probably. But yeah, I, I think it's. Yeah, absolutely bullshit. Of course, it's bullshit. But again, you can't. It's like in a court of law, there would be reasonable doubt because you can't prove it. So anyway, that one's just a little bit, just a little bit different. So I am. I'm. I'm team Jamie Lee on this. Yeah, I'm also team Jamie Lee. So just for for the stat heads, um, I think the the incidents of this happening at birth are like one in two thousand or something like that. So pretty rare, but yeah, not, not, not extremely rare. Not crazy because there's yeah, not a, crazy a shit ton of births yeah. every day. Oh yeah, yeah. So you got to assume all over the world, hundreds of people are born like this, right? Right. You know, so right. It's a wonderful world we live in. <laughs> <laughs> Just to contemplate things like this. Hey there, Scott. Hey, how's it going? Sorry, sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> and then. Um, Let's see. There was the big one that, and uh, it's fucking fucked up about uh, everybody believing that uh, Cass Elliot, Mama Cass, died from choking on a ham sandwich while lying in bed. Now, I believed this one. I, for the longest, I was like, she choked on a ham sandwich. How ironic. You know, yes, I mean, and evidently, <clears throat> her publicist, I think, said that there was half a ham sandwich on the bed table, mm-hmm. but she didn't choke on a ham sandwich. <laughs> but <laughs> this one thing I read is extra fucked up because I believe the publicist. When he got word that she had died, he told somebody, well, you got to put out a press release that she died choking on a ham sandwich. you got to put this out right away. We're taking down Big Ham. <laughs> taking down Big Ham. <laughs> yeah, that, that never did anything to ham sandwich. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Pop Rocks is, you know. <laughs> We're it didn't Pop take Rocks. down the ham industry <laughs> like it did Pop Rocks. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, evidently, you know, between drugs, yeah, and uh, she was obese, and she did a bunch of crash diets. Between the obesity, the crash diets, the drugs. You bring up that, which is interesting. You remember this SNL skit where Chris Farley was Mama Cass, and she choked on a ham sandwich. You remember this? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, speak, speaking of drugs and overweight, yes. it's just it's weird parallel there. Yeah. Um, so there's your uh, pop culture touchstone. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. I, I and yeah, like I said for a long time, I believe that one. Um, guess it's not true. I guess I'll have to <laughs> re- re- rewire things in my head. A little you can bit. go back to eating ham sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're safe. Yeah. <laughs> to a certain on. extent. You know, you uh, put a ham sandwich on your bed table. And you're like, <laughs> like the Seinfeld episode where George, where George can't 
uh, have sex unless he's eating. So he brings <laughs> food to bed. With him. <laughs> And, and it, it, it seems crazy for a, a, a guy like George to put stipulations on sex. <laughs> you think he's pretty open to whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what else, what else we got? Well, uh, you want to talk about Frozen Walt Disney? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so. The and, and a lot of these are all, they, they sort of gear towards freaky... Spooky stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, the vast majority of these. Yeah. So I'll start off by saying I took this one just at face value. I just assumed that Walt Disney was frozen somewhere. So. And I, I heard this for years. I mean, yeah. I was oh, yeah. pretty young. You when still I heard hear it. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Walt Disney's frozen. He wants to come back to life as a cyborg or what. I don't know what he wants to do, but. Um, 1966, he died of, of lung cancer. Um, he went fairly quickly. He was diagnosed, and like a month later, he was gone. Um, as usual, there's always underlying issues with these urban myths. Uh, one of them is he, he, he hated funerals, so he didn't really have a funeral. Uh, so... That leaves. Well, so he didn't, oh, didn't have to have go it. to it. Right. He didn't have it. <laughs> well, he kind of did. <laughs> so, he couldn't say no. <laughs> yeah. So he was allegedly rushed to a cryogenics clinic to preserve his body. You know, and his funeral was a very secretive affair. Um, but he was, in fact, cremated. <laughs> so, uh, but the rumor persisted. And there was a... Uh, a reporter, and I'll use that term loosely. There was a reporter for the National Spotlight. I'm sure you thought that stead. I get their email all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm on their mailing list as well. I mean, who does, everybody needs the scoop from the National Spotlight. So supposedly there was a reporter that broke into St. Joseph's Medical Center in L.A. and saw his body in a frozen storage room encased in a cryogenic cylinder. Okay, right off the bat, there's a lot wrong with this. So they're just clear tubes so we can see it. That's the problem, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen cryogenic cylinders. You have to open them. And it's just not a matter of popping the lid. So it's not like the freezer, like at Kroger um, or something, where it's uh, just yeah. a clear lid and like right. move yeah. them to the side to grab some frozen right. pizza. So these cryogenic cylinders, it's not it's not like a Frigidaire where you're, uh. you're just plugging it in and letting it get cold. <laughs> You've got to have a pretty intense chemical reaction. So you're using nitrogen, liquid nitrogen in most cases, you know, sublimates it, 98C or whatever. But, yeah, so the idea that this guy could just somehow get past all of the security get it you know get know exactly where walt disney's cryogenic cylinder is open it up and verify that it's actually fucking walt disney yeah it's just it's there's just too many it, there's it's a it's just a bridge too far for a lot of this uh but that's how it got started you know people believe that it's like oh well, there was a reporter that saw him they not knowing that you know yeah but how cool would the imagineers do <laughs> With a frozen Walt Disney head. <laughs> what? What? They, okay. They be you said the frozen Walt Disney head. head. Here's the thing. That's another part. This is kind of where two things got meshed together, because it was actually Ted Williams' head that got frozen. Right. He oh. had the frozen head, 
Walt I Disney was supposedly intact, but it kind of morphed into this thing where it's just Walt Disney's head. <laughs> it's like Futurama. The Nixon on Futurama. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always heard it was his head. Yeah, that's right. See? So these things just start blending together. Um, there was also the thing about how there was supposedly a he was stored in a freezer under the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. <laughs> I've heard different locations inside Disney World. Again, the logistics of having a freezer underneath an amusement park ride that needs to be kept at like minus 280C near absolute zero. Just absolutely preposterous. <laughs> but this is an urban legend, so it's not, you know, it's not supposed to make sense. You just have to believe it. And Disney, it's like disgruntled Disney employees, you Imagine that. There are disgruntled Disney employees <laughs> um, sort of kept it going. They would say, oh, yeah, it, it's true. They rushed him to the, you know, they're like oh, basically man. jacking everybody off about it. Saying, yeah. And it just kept it going. It's still going now. I mean, people still, I mean, like I said, I kind of just said, okay, yeah, it's not that far-fetched that he would have requested that his body be frozen. Others have done it. You know, why not him? But it never happened. He was cremated. Right. So Right. And I think that one has been alluded to in all kinds of different things over the years, uh, TV and movies where the, it, it, it's mentioned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, of course, his family insisted that he was cremated. So and that's how you know it's a conspiracy. The family's behind it. You know, <laughs> it's like the more you tell people how preposterous it is, the more they want to believe the opposite. It, it, oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, there's got to be a distant family member like, oh, no, I, I, my last name's Disney. He's frozen. <laughs> I know where he is. He's in my deep freeze. <laughs> next to my next, next to the deer chili. Next to my bed of medicine, yeah. <laughs> Walt Disney and deer jerky. <laughs> um, let's see, what else do I have? You want to talk about the music ones? There are a lot. It seems like there's a lot of music and music-based ones. Yeah, what do you got? Well, what I have is kind of anecdotal. Um, back in the '80s, there was this whole push where uh, supposedly Satan has infiltrated the music industry, right? And there's numerous instances of this. Oh yes, where there, you know, Satan is ru- is through rock and roll music is ruining the, the well, children. Well, and I think. The catalyst. Well, I know. <laughs> As he pulls out his notes, <laughs> I, uh, that um, Jesus Christ, my phone was going off. Um, the there was a book that came out called Michelle Remembers, and Michelle claimed it, and, and it, this thing sold like freaking crazy. And in this, she was with her therapist, and they were able to uh, figure out that she had been kidnapped or raised in a satanic cult. And they did all these kind of crazy <clears throat> satanic things. And Was this suggestive hypnosis? They basically conspired and made up the whole fucking <laughs> oh, okay. thing. That much like the Amityville folks. No, all right. Yeah. Wow. Um, but because of that, like you said, the suggestive 
went off onto other people and under hypnosis and talking and therapy all these kids came up with all kind of like the, 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 there was a daycare where the they the, the the kids were saying they were put in an underground chamber and uh, <laughs> the, with the Walt Disney parents head. parents <laughs> went and and dug up and found out that had no fucking basement uh, they said sounds what, like Pizzagate what, yeah, one, so of was thinking, yeah. like, one of the children well and actually several of the children said that they were flushed down the toilet <laughs> <laughs> oh. and uh, parents and everybody believed there was there, there were people in prison over this shit people that, that, that I mean they were in there for several years <laughs> until they figured wait a you can't flush a person. <laughs> what are you in for? I, I flushed a thirteen-year-old down the shitter. I, I, I so I mean, poorly. in that the book <laughs> Michelle remembers. The book of Michelle remembers was the catalyst that started the whole satanic panic. And I love that it rhymes. Yeah, satanic panic. That's outstanding. <laughs> if if entire, you're going to go against something, it's, it's, it's got to rhyme. It yeah. sounds like a K-Tel record. It does. <laughs> K-Tel presents satanic panic. <laughs> Ooh, maybe that has the messages when you play it backwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's another sub-subgenre oh, sub of... Um, uh, uh, so like, you got to think that there was... A, a, and I, and I, I know this happened. That bands up and coming use this to their advantage with marketing obviously they oh. wanted to be known oh, as the once once the the devil thing took off they were bands that embraced it yeah. because it was sold, sold fucking records. records oh yeah motley crew yeah oh yeah i mean right they embraced that shit all yeah. over the place and yeah. like uh got real fucking rich on it oh yeah yeah when i was in high school um I don't know if you remember, I, I graduated from high school in rural South Carolina. So I got invited to a record burning at a church <laughs> where, they were, where they were burning these satanic records. Um, have you seen, a, there's a, the band Utopia has a record called Swing to the Right. Utopia? And Utopia. You know, top when I think of yeah. devil. Yeah. Well, there's a. There's Nothing a, says the devil like Utopia. The picture. <laughs> the picture on the cover of the album, Swing to the Right, is like it's it takes place. It, it's there's a record burning and there's people tossing. Oh people yeah, tossing. I remember. Yeah. It, it was uh, they used the photo from the Beatles record burning. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. Um, so these things were prevalent. These record burnings, it was big things like the book burning thing now. Um, and, God, and, I want to think about the value of the records that those clowns burned. Oh God! Yeah. I mean, you want to think about what those would be? You know, you're talking like thirty bucks, thirty bucks, thirty <laughs> bucks. You know, yeah. just tossing them on a fucking fire. Yeah, idiots. Anyway, but yeah, that's kind of it's and that's like people buying things now to destroy them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came with a booklet, and I wish to God I still had the booklet because it, it had all of the the cool things. Uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Um, Ceylon Silver Girl was supposedly about heroin. Silver Girl is hair, you know. So there should have been a band that made a fireproof album. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, great. This make damn album of, won't burn. Make it, make it out of asbestos. Yeah. I'm going out on a limb here yeah. and saying that heroin's probably not silver. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there was there was that there was the whole uh, queen the 
another one bites the dust if you play it backwards. A lot, a lot of the stuff was backward, backward basking. Yeah, and that one's Start hilarious. Because, yeah. yeah, it was it's, fun to smoke it's marijuana. Fun to smoke marijuana, yeah. and it was like nothing sounds more devilish than saying, "Oh, it's fun to smoke marijuana." <laughs> <laughs> Back off, Satan. <laughs> Uh, they said that ACDC stands for Antichrist Down with Christ. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I'm glad I've got AC and DC in my house. And uh, let's see, what else did I have on that? Well, you had KISS was... Oh, that's KISS was an acronym for Knights in Satan's Service. Yep. That's right. Um, you had... Um, Way going to the oh, hole. Judas Priest were sued uh, by parents that said that their son was driven to suicide by subliminal, subliminal messages in their music. Now that one, I thought there was some veracity to that one. I, I think that one, well, even uh, like Rob Halford, it's like, why would we want our fans to die? We want them to spend money on <laughs> yeah, our concerts. Yeah, that's the part that never made sense to me. Yeah, It's like blaming Marilyn Manson for everything. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Manson's kind of a dick. I'm good with that, yeah. <laughs> with all his ribs. Yeah, and his, his, and his stint on the Wonder Years. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot about that one. something on stairway to heaven that if you yeah. played it backwards it said something about like my sweet satan yeah like yeah and but it's called stairway to heaven <laughs> i'm so confused right now um yeah, uh, so i mean things just went off the rails with the and it lasted <clears throat> like it's years almost. It, it went like, nuts. The whole eighties. It seemed like all you heard about was. I think it's still kind of going on. Yeah. Well, well, I think it, it's back. It, it's, it's back. It's back big time. Yeah. Everything. Uh, yeah. Every. Uh, I keep hearing. And I always keep keep thinking of Bobby Boucher's mom. Because <laughs> everything is the devil. <laughs> you can't go see that movie. It's the devil. Hey, you got the Monster Energy drink. You got Liquid Death. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's all the devil's work. They, they were saying that uh, if you buy liquid death, that uh, it is blessed by a... What is liquid s- death? It's 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 a water. water. It's yeah. Sparkling water from Australia. Okay. That's an odd name for water. It is. It, it, it says it kill, kills your thirst. Oh, okay. Marketing. Yeah. So, so And the, it's a spooky looking can. It's got a skull on it because satanic. When they say that the the, the well, three, take the three claw marks on monsters are three sixes, oh yeah, yeah, they they look like lines to me, uh, <laughs> like claw marks, like claw yeah. marks. They always occur to me as claw marks. Even yeah. Procter and Gamble got dragged into that. Oh, they, they did, yeah. really. With their yeah. star and moon thing yeah. that had been around since the eighteen hundreds. Oh, that I forgot all about that. Yes, yeah. 
Yeah. When I think of that, I think of legendy type things. I think of Marilyn Chambers, the being the ivory soap girl who turned out to be the porn star. That's true. <laughs> and she was on Ivory Soap Box. That's right. Yeah. She, that's not an urban legend, but that's what I you know. I think of Procter and Gamble and and uh, pop culture. I think of Marilyn Chambers. Well, I mean, uh, Ozzy was drug into that shit. And oh yeah, uh, let's talk about Ozzy for a minute. Okay. Um, because he kind of he kind of launched his own urban legends, right? He did. Because there was that incident incident where he was in the press conference, he was in the conference room, right, with the record executives, and it was like a launch for his was it his signing or one of his albums, where they gave him a dove, and he did actually he bit the head off the dove, and he had this white suit on and there was yes. blood all over it. He had this crazy ass smile. Yeah, that launched everything. So yes. then you've got the Aussie with the ants and the Aussie with the bat and uh, now uh, I've. Yeah, and you have to to realize that Ozzy was drunk off his ass no. and high as fuck all the time. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, all the time through the eighties. Thank God there's been no long term effects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, 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 so, but but I will say that I have read on numerous sites sources that the snorting the line of ants was. Not true. Okay, that I because why the hell? I mean, you could pick of all the things to snort. Come on, some a stinging insect. Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that makes zero sense. Well, scorpions won't fit. <laughs> but there was a whole bat thing, right? Now, yeah, and that was was that a rubber bat? Suppose that's what he thought. He, yeah. he oh, that's he was like, oh, okay. Somebody threw a bat on stage, and he was like, "Oh, it's a bat toy, right?" Yeah. So he he was like, I'll do like, like I did in the, 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 the dove thing. Yeah. <laughs> Bite the head off of it. It wound up being a dead, dead bat. It had been dead for a while. That was thrown up on there. <laughs> so, okay. So again, I have questions. <laughs> so, who goes to a concert? I guess he's going with his buddy. Say, hey, you got the bat? Yes, I I, I hey, agree. Get, hey, grab hey. that dead bat. Let's get out of here. You know who would love this, Ozzy? <laughs> we'll throw it at him. So yeah, that's that's kind of I guess that's not really an urban legend, but man, he could have gotten seriously sick from doing that. Oh yeah, well yeah, I mean, I mean, he was rushed to the hospital. To think to, about to, a, they what had to do a bat uh, as a. Did they do the rabies? Yeah, they started rabies. Did they uh, pump his stomach shots? and find sixteen ounces of semen? <laughs> <laughs> it was fourteen ounces. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, his ship wasn't full. <laughs> yeah, his ship hasn't been full for a long time. Uh, what if all the drugs killed all the rabies stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got his own secondary immune system. He does. And all uh, oh, oh, that, all the members of Led Zeppelin had sold their souls to the devil, except John Paul Jones. He was like, yeah. See, I hadn't, there. I hadn't heard that one. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a new, that's a new one for me. Um, but when I think of selling your souls to the devil, I think of you, like the Robert Johnson Robert thing, Johnson, yeah. or or Ralph Macchio, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's another one. Uh, is Robert Johnson uh, going to the crossroads and mm -hmm. selling his soul to the devil? Uh, There's a whole for, thing with that, right? I mean, yeah. starting with, I mean, the whole devil went down to Georgia thing is basically. 
you're wagering your soul again on on a on a basically a star search. <laughs> That's right. And yet the devil was a judge, and he made himself lose. <laughs> By the way, the judge's solo was way better. It, it was it, totally better. The devil's was. Way, way better. better. Yeah, yeah. I never yeah. Just, I was yeah. Like, yeah. When I was a little kid, I was like, "Come on, man, that's not fair." That, <laughs> yeah, the devil totally won that. <laughs> Who judged was, your contest? I it was rigged. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Devil laid his fiddle at the. He made himself lose. <laughs> it was all planned. It was all fucking conspiracy. It's, it's, it's that jab. Uh, uh, you took a dive. It was a, there were bets on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> It was conducive to make it a little cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking a whole band and everything. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yes. Come on. I know. That was a weird tangent. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think Charlie Daniels was going to make his way into this one tonight, but there he is again. <laughs> you know, and then uh, going back to that same same shit was that the. They said that Anton LaVey was played the devil in uh, yes. Rosemary's Baby. He did. Rosemary's Baby was on TV today. So actually, it's a very good movie. Yeah, it's it's good. So, um, but yeah, Anton LaVey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and, and and what most of these folks don't realize is people that call themselves Satanists don't believe in Satan. And they don't believe in God. Yeah. They just use the, the they take the satan thing as sort of an irony thing tongue-in-cheek type of mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. It, they don't it, it's not really something they believe in they don't they don't, they don't worship shit <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah uh because the the, the basic tenets of uh of, of satanism are that just don't don't be a dick don't be a dick and uh try to do nice things for yourself that's basically <laughs> yeah. it mm-hmm. make some money we're totally successful. Gonna, we're going to get canceled by the Christians. <laughs> Damn, well, cancel culture. I mean, I'm not saying I'm a Satanist. I'm just saying that <laughs> you're saying you're you're okay with some of the tenets of Satan. <laughs> I'm saying that the, 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 the whole devil thing isn't really in there. <laughs> they don't worship anything. Yeah. It's like you mean you? I bet you believe in the devil. It's like, well, if you subscribe to that tenet that you believe in God, you believe in the devil right i mean belief is belief right that's not adherence or following it's belief in the existence exactly exactly and um i don't know yeah it's not like it's not the easter bunny right <laughs> believe in easter oh, bunny. dude i'm totally gonna pray to the easter bunny from now on <laughs> i heard somebody say that talk they were talking about i guess it was some sort of climate scientist that was on a plane and he was looking, he was spending time like looking at his notes, his paper notes or whatever. And the guy sitting next to him was asking him, hey, what are you doing for a living? I'm a climatologist. I review the climate data, you know, the changing. You believe, you, so you believe in climate change? And he's like, it's not like Santa Claus. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, you know, it's not faith-based. <laughs> whether, you, whether, whether you believe in it or not, it still happened. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I don't believe in science. <laughs> and this was like, like I mentioned, I don't remember if it was our first take or our second take. That it's it's easy to see the facts these days, mm-hmm. but it's really fucking hard for a lot of people yeah. to believe the once, facts. Once again, it, there, there's it's not fun to have the facts. There's no fun in facts. Right. <laughs> we reserve the right to disagree with the facts. 
That was a Sean Spicer quote. <laughs> like, again, I have questions. Well, yeah, yeah. You don't. First of all, you don't. You don't have a right to disagree with the facts because facts are facts. That, yeah. In your opinion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> opinion is different. Yeah. You're right to disagree with an opinion. <laughs> yes, but you can't. That's disagree. fine. You, by definition, cannot disagree with facts. Um, so yeah, you might not like the facts, but the facts are the facts. So. Oh, and going on with the with the double thing. Uh, one of the ones was that the name of the band Alice Cooper, because originally it was the band name. Uh-huh. Right, right. Uh, like Blondie. Yeah. It's the band name. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Her name's Alice Cooper, too? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> you might just make it a whole episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's still time for me to fuck it up. <laughs> I have faith. I, yeah, I oh, faith. I, I'm taking a bet. I'm gonna fuck it up. <laughs> so uh, um, the, the, the rumor was that the band members did a Ouija board seance. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about and that. And it spelled out Alice Cooper, and that's how they got their name. And, and Alice Cooper was allegedly a Alice Cooper was. They thought Alice Cooper seemed like. A great name of a sweet old woman that lived in the neighborhood. Yeah, that that was, <laughs> and it's place. actually a clever thing because if you think about how people were named back in oh, in the 1600s, right, right, colonial pre-colonial times almost, where people's surnames were based on uh, on their occupations, right? A cooper mm-hmm. makes makes barrels. A baker, Smith. Obviously What's a baker do? well i've got a question about that there's Um, a local guy that sells rvs his name is tom raper what does he do (laughs) have you ever been in the basement of tom raper rvs (laughs) i I really regret my last name's biting (laughs) damn it i don't know how i make money at that (laughs) oh i do I'll never forget, Scott, when your, your wife was pregnant and your brother's wife was pregnant at the same time. and No relation. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you're, and Amber posted on Facebook, I love biting babies. And I said, that sounds mean. <laughs> Nobody responded to my... That's fucking good stuff. It's like I'm tossing comedy gold out here. It's like casting pearls before swine. So, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the satanic panic... Satanic panic. It, it, it it was it was an ugly time, but such a great name. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It would be a great name for a band, right? <laughs> there you go. All you do is you got to play the record backwards. Yeah, <laughs> and it sounds normal. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you got to do it the opposite way. Doesn't work with like CDs. <laughs> now here's one. Did you hear that Sesame Street was banned in Mississippi? No. Because they taught reading? (laughs) 
we're going to go ahead and assume we don't have any listeners in Mississippi. <laughs> or we, if we did, we don't know. <laughs> that one's true. <laughs> 1970. Really? It's 1970, they forced through uh, the... Um, the Mississippi government forced through uh, uh, things because it showed black and white children playing together. What? <laughs> God, that sounds about like Mississippi. This was 19 fucking 70, <laughs> and they wanted Sesame Street off the air in Mississippi because it showed races playing together. Oh my God! Now it 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 got overturned fairly quickly, but that mm. really really happened. Good heavens. <laughs> Um, I remember uh, when I was in high school, my mother was a, a cashier at a convenience store in, mm-hmm. again, this is South Carolina, rural South Carolina. So she, she it's, it's one of those counters that are, it's in the middle and there, you can approach it from either side. So there's two cash registers, one on each side, and she's kind of in an island going back and forth. Okay. Um, well, these, these people get there at the same time one of them is 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 an an african-american kid about 11 or 12 and uh the other is this woman that came up and she she my mother felt like the the kid was first so she waited on him cashed out his 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 stuff or whatever she turned to the woman and she this woman gave my mother hell for how can you take that N words money instead of mine. How can you say that his money is better than my white money? And it's like it was insane. Holy <laughs> shit! So there, there might be people out there that think that uh, it's the whole thing is played up. You know, the, oh, ra- the uh, racist undercurrent in this country. It is not played up. It's real. Yeah, and it's still there. Absolutely. Um, so. Don't know how we got on that, but it's not that's not an urban legend. But um, I, I, well, I think it was. We were talking about the Sesame Mississippi Street. thing, yeah. So here's something that I don't know if you know if this is an urban legend or not. But the guy that played, there was a cast member, an African American guy who went crazy and like ran through yards and undressed himself. And what was this now? Uh, I can't remember his name. He was on the cast of Sesame Street forever for like 20 years. Oh, he was he was the, the black guy that wore the cap. He was kind of young and thin, and, um, and I can't remember his name. Um, but he he went nuts, mm-hmm. and he was running through yards, and he like was taking off all his clothes and running naked through the streets. And when they finally apprehended him, he was like, I'm so-and-so from Sesame Street. I'm so-and-so from Sesame Street. And they're like, yeah, sure you are. It was. <laughs> and actually, I think he died. Of, like, he died in a mental institution. Oh, wow. So I thought that was an urban legend. But it's it's real. So apparently, well, sort of like Northern Callaway. Northern Callaway. That's right. <clears throat> so what does it say about him? Uh, he was end up getting institutionalized, and uh, let's see. I don't know what year it was. Because he was on there for he was on there forever when I was a kid. I mean, it was like I watched Sesame Street as a kid, and I remember him. Um, but I can't remember his name, Mon- Monty or. Johnny, yeah, uh, David. David, that was close. <laughs> yeah, he was on from seventy-one to eighty-nine. Yeah, so it's like two decades. Wow. Yeah, and he had this. This uh... he, he was. He died less than eight months after his last appearance on the show. Wow! After he was wow. institutionalized. Damn. 
the dark side of Sesame Street. <laughs> sort of, sort of <laughs> like that shit that Kathleen Turner went through for a while. Remember when she was all wacky? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also, again, reminding me of a Saturday Night Live skit when John Goodman was a guest host. And they were doing like a, like a Teletubbies thing. And it's, who's got a silly belly? I've got a silly belly. Yep. And they kept breaking away to these special news bulletins where... Like one of the cast members from the show was going on like a murderous rampage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I remember that. Funny. <laughs> so yeah, that's my Northern Cali, the, the urban legend that is not a legend. In fact, it's real. One that I didn't realize was an urban legend, and I was looking at urban legend is. You remember? Well, I'm sure you don't remember the show. But you, I know you've heard of it, the Burns and Allen show. Oh, that's oh yeah, George Burns. And Is Gracie it Marty Allen? Allen? No, George Gracie Burns Allen. And Gracie Allen. Okay, <laughs> George <laughs> Burns and Marty Allen would have been cool too. Though. <laughs> Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> so uh, everybody says that you know uh, they that they ended every show with. George Burns would say, Good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. And she was like, Good night, Gracie. Yeah. That never happened once. Really? <laughs> Not one time. Because <laughs> that's that's my understanding of how the show ended. Yep. How did that become a. I have no idea. I, they said similar things here and there, <laughs> but nothing quite like it. Yeah. Kind of references back to the. Uh, the episode we did on catchphrases. Yeah. Where, yeah. where people get, whether they're malapropisms or they're just flat out wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, music, like the, going back to it, callback. Mm-hmm. Music soothes the savage beast. Yes. It's actually the savage breast. Ooh, I and like that better. Ooh, yeah, that, that's, that's yeah. way better. Now you're talking. I... <laughs> I like your savage breast. Yes, bring the savage breast over here. <laughs> I'm going to sing to him. Yeah. There's a motorboat with your name on it, honey. <laughs> Come here and talk Come to here. daddy. <laughs> that was way too lecherous. <laughs> well, like the, the motorboat thing stuff. brought it out in me. <laughs> By the way, true story. Yeah. I've heard that women don't like that. <laughs> That's odd. <laughs> um, now, True story. I don't care. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? Uh, motorboats. <laughs> so it's a myth that they don't like it. Or that they like it. <sighs> yeah. Now, one of the biggest urban myths of the 60s uh, has got to be that Paul McCartney died in a car accident. Oh, this is going to require some talking. Yeah. And was replaced by a guy that won a Paul McCartney look like contest named Billy Shears. Right. From you hear Billy Shears in the Sergeant Pepper album. Yeah. I mean, uh, so supposedly he died, I think. 66 69 oh no 66 he died in 66 and he for three years he had been because it came out like the rumor had been percolating and it kind of came to a head in 69 yeah luckily billy shears 
excellent bass player, <laughs> excellent singer and songwriter. <laughs> I mean, that was lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank God. They found the right guy. It's like the dude that replaced Steve Perry in Journey. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't look anything like him. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to do a stunt double for, for you know. So, yeah, so he... Uh, he was killed in a car accident, and that's why John Lennon wrote the, the the line in A Day in Life. He blew his mind out in a car. Yeah, there are mm-hmm. so many of those lines. Uh, the uh, I bury Paul, Strawberry Fields Forever. Yeah, stupid, and, stupid, bloody Tuesday, and I am the Walrus. And so, the Walrus so, is so. The uh, Tuesday was. But must have been the day he yeah. died. Okay. Yeah. Um. The the walrus was supposed to be. A, a, a another word for. Um. What was it for death? Yeah, like a Swedish word for death or something like that. Yeah, I, I and I I tried to do some research on that and and that's uh, completely bullshit. Yeah, that, that doesn't exist. Yeah, and the uh, looking through a glass onion. Yeah, that's the very. Here's another clue. The clue for you all: the walrus yeah, is Paul. The walrus is Paul. Yeah. Um, Wasn't there a clue if you ran once again run the album backwards? Yes. Like said, there I, is some mumbling in between um, a couple of songs in the Wine album right after "I'm So Tired," um, where he he's I can't remember what he actually says, but when you run you play your record backwards, it sounds like. Turn me on, dead man. Mm-hmm. Turn, that's yeah. no, 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 no. That one's uh, Revolution, Revolution number nine. Number nine. Yeah, uh, the one between uh, the one after "I'm so tired" was Paul is a dead man. Miss him, miss him. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Now, wasn't there one too, like on the cover of Sergeant Pepper? Oh, the OPM there are thing. several of, yeah. of them on the cover. Like <clears throat> the front cover is supposed to represent Paul's funeral. Mm-hmm. And there was a flower arrangement that they that looks like a guitar, and they said, "Well, it's a bass guitar." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And the OPM patch, right? Uh, was it a patch the, or? Uh, uh, it's supposed to be on his sleeve. To, it's supposed to say. It's supposed OPD. to stand for yeah OPD yeah officially pronounced dead right but in fact it stood for Ontario, Ontario Police, Police Department. Department. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Sounds the same to me. So that part's easily debunked. Yeah. And then um, on the back cover, Paul is turned around. He's face is he is his back facing <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah. the camera. Yeah. Then let's see on Abbey Road. Yeah. The he's barefoot. He's barefoot. Cigarette and, in the opposite hand. Yeah. Yeah, it would because been. he's left. Because he's that was the, so the speculation was, right. was it was in his right hand, but Paul is left handed. Yeah, now, I will say. I do a lot of things with my left hand. I'm right-handed. I do a shit ton with my left hand. Yeah, so it's not. I'm not ambidextrous, but I, I, if I had a cigarette, it wouldn't be unusual for me to. It wouldn't be in your dominant hand, so you could do other things. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of the concept of you wear your watch on your non-dominant yeah. hand, and and you're gonna get used to. So. And then of course you had John was supposed to represent the minister because mm-hmm. he was all dressed in white. Yeah. Uh, Ringo was wearing a black suit. He was the Undertaker. George was wearing uh, all denim. Yes. So he was the grave digger, and Paul was barefoot, mm-hmm. and that signifies a corpse because you don't 
bury a corpse with shoes on. That way, when they become zombies, they can't run as quick. <laughs> and I, I'm not sure where you don't bury corpses with shoes on. I thought you did. Like, you put suits on them and all kinds of shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, but I mean, I his shoes were really nice, and I need to keep them. <laughs> yeah. This feels a little bit like the Andy Kaufman thing, right? Where people speculated that he didn't really die, and he's just pulling a big prank on us. <laughs> <laughs> I and the the uh, I, I mean, there have been a couple of uh, like specials pro, uh, produced about Paul really being dead. And, mm-hmm. uh, there's. Do been... you remember the um, was it the George Harrison thing? Um, let me see if I have it written down here. It was a uh, the, the the last testament of George Harrison. Where he supposedly uh, alleged that the legend is true based on like secret audio tapes that they'd uncovered in 2010, mm-hmm. um, but again, it doesn't exist. The, the, <laughs> it, it doesn't. It, it's just totally, totally made up. Did but, they ever give an explanation of why he wasn't wearing shoes, or was it just a just a? Well, sh- he was like, actually the, the uh, who was wearing sandals mm-hmm. for the photo shoot, and it was hot. And he took took his sandals off. Oh. That that <laughs> was it. Because sandals are so hot. No, yeah, I guess he just <laughs> just decided to you know kick yeah. them off and go barefoot. Yeah, yeah. Right. They were the, the 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 spot where they did the shoot was right outside the recording studio. Oh, okay, right. There was this whole sto- backstory too, right, about how Mick Jagger and uh, Keith Richards came over to party with them, and they were doing a lot of oh no. Yeah, they were doing a lot of dope, and they they decided they were going to go, they were going to leave and go somewhere. So they piled into two separate cars, and one of them was Paul's, his midget, MG. Um, yeah, there's this whole backstory I was looking at where like he and all these people came over to party, and and he, that's how he had an accident was he was on the M1, uh-huh. and, and died, and it was a result of and nobody else died in the car except for him. Right, yeah, that's and nobody and there's but there's no like police. Right, you'd think that would be big news, right? <laughs> you would think because <laughs> his apparently he had this, he had this car all tricked out. You know, you know those are small cars, mm-hmm. but apparently he had it tricked out like a Rolls Royce, and he had like a wet bar. And I don't know how you put a wet bar in a midget, but he had a you wet go bar on pimp my and ride. And he had it all lifted and all kinds of shit. So, but, so by bar, I'm thinking a couple of airplane bottles. <laughs> <laughs> and the car, they're full size. <laughs> well, what I read was, it, basically, if you saw that car, it was so unusual, you knew whose car it was. So if it's all crashed up and there's yeah. no hiding it. Yeah, come on, man. And the, the, Okay, this has nothing to do with what we were talking about, but you just said tricked out and having a bar. <laughs> I, I just saw this thing with Jason Bateman, and he was talking about when he used to do a lot of drinking, a lot of drugs. Yeah. He had this car, and I don't remember what it kind of was, but on the dashboard, it has a, had a little round indentation, and he decided that was probably for a candle. So, <laughs> take these janky candles, put them on his dashboard, light it, and drive around. And he's like, "How the fuck did no cop stop me?" <laughs> it's like, "Oh, there's Bateman with his candle." <laughs> pull him over. His car smells good. Hey, Midsummer's Night Dream. Pull over. <laughs> smells like fresh linen in here. Yeah. Cotton. So, yeah, I mean, there were just tons of all these little weird uh, things on. Do you have, like, a list uh, 
of, of more of the uh, Paula's Dead things? That was, I mean, that was kind of, kind of it. I mean, there was just so many. But what struck me is how it got launched. It actually got started at Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa. I don't know if you've heard this, but the first published account was from a, a university newspaper at Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, the guy's name was Tim Harper. He wrote it, and he had heard it from a fellow student who himself had heard it from a group of traveling musicians. <laughs> heard it from a friend who... <laughs> I love you, Kevin Cronin. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how how much all this stuff would set, just kind of spread out without date before social media. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, they're um with with this guy. It's like he didn't own any Beatles records at the time, which is kind of weird. Um, and when sad. he went, yeah, and, sad. <laughs> and when he went back to listen to it, like the whole backwards thing on him, it's like he claimed, like, I don't really hear it. He was just regurgitating this, not as fact, but as like, hey, I heard a rumor that this, you know, this is kind of what I heard. What do you think about that? And, and it took off. It, it became. Oh, man, that's really cool. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Uh, and if you look at the album upside down, they're upside down. <laughs> it's, been, uh, it's been postulated that people took to this. Because it was a lot easier to stomach than they were just fucking tired of each other and wanted to do solo albums. And, you know, <laughs> they, did, they, they would rather believe that the Beatles broke up because Paul actually died rather than because... They couldn't get along. Yeah, because they couldn't get along, right. Uh, which is another urban legend that the Beatles didn't get along because they clearly did. I mean, uh, yeah. they, they had friction like any other band. But as far as bands go, they didn't have any more or less friction than any other successful band, right? No, so, no, they didn't. So that's another kind of a little, a mini urban legend. But pop culture wise, for the the uh, the Paul's dead thing, the Chris Farley skit with Paul McCartney, <laughs> where he says, <laughs> where he asks him, "Remember when you were, where you were dead?" I'm very much alive. <laughs> yeah. um, that was a hoax, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that that was a hoax, right? <laughs> well, isn't it kind of a mini urban? legend with the Beatles that Paul would record the drums now the, the, there were a couple of songs that Paul did play the drums but on. to be to say yeah because Ringo, Ringo is not the best drummer Ringo would get up and take a shit and then Paul would go sit behind the kid and yeah, fuck and, around right? and Ringo actually <laughs> has made comments about that he was like I couldn't get a cup of tea without that motherfucker getting behind my drums <laughs> You know, what's it like to be the best drummer in the in the world? It's like, he's not the best drummer in the Beatles. Oh, yeah. yeah, and that never that's never. Been, yeah, that's yeah that never. That's and and uh, I think it's it's been well established. I think Paul McCartney very much respected what Ringo brought to the Beatles. Oh, God, yeah. So he still does. Yeah. So, you know. Um, they all knew that, I mean, Ringo is and was a really good drummer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. And he's got a really cool name, Ringo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Paul Starkey. Or Richard Starkey. <laughs> Richard Starkey. Paul Starkey. That's Paul Stuckey from the uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Oh, <laughs> um, so, yeah. But apparently this is taught, like, 
this is is curriculum in college courses. Uh, I about, I mean, so, about social social media and uh, urban legends and that that sort of thing getting perpetuated is the is the whole Paul is dead thing. Um, yeah, there, there's there's a treasure trove of of horseshit on Paul is is dead. Oh my God! There's books and books about it. Yeah, I mean it is it is the king of urban legends. It is so, and there's still people that buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to believe it. I mean, you can see the mother <laughs> with all these facts that were prevented to, presented yeah. to oh, me. But that's Billy Shear, right? Yeah. Uh, well, the real Paul had a chipped tooth, and like, <laughs> I mean, cosmetic can, surgery. Yeah, you can, can fix, fix that. a chipped tooth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, it, just it, yeah. I mean, but, but that, you know, on some level, well, I, I kind of thought that yeah, they they they've embraced it and they've kind of taken it like as as tongue in cheek and run with it. But I guess John Lennon was pissed off that this was going on because he was trying to promote a solo album, and all they wanted to talk about was Paul McCartney's bare feet <laughs> on the Alley Road, and he was trying to get his publicize his album, and there, he wasn't getting the buzz so he was kind of annoyed by the whole thing right so he shouldn't have killed him <laughs> <laughs> oh now he's now he was murdered yes <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> oh that's gonna be making yeah. the rounds tomorrow <laughs> yeah. murdered because he was jealous <laughs> and uh okay i think that's enough on i think we can i think we can establish it Paul's okay. Yeah, Paul is, uh, is still alive and, and making music. Yes. So. And then, um, <laughs> I like this one. Legend had it that the Happy Day spinoff, Joni Loves Chachi, <laughs> was the most popular show in Korea because Chachi is similar to the Korean word for penis. <laughs> <laughs> so Joni loves penis. <laughs> yes. It turns out the show never even aired in Korea. Then what movie did I download? <laughs> but, but but Scott Bayo as a penis? <laughs> let's let's see her mouth. <laughs> Nobody's favorite Scott. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, he's like the worst of the Scots. He is. I, I like suck it, Bayo. Suck it, Bayo. I like him less than Scott Stapp. Oh, now, okay, wait a minute. Let's think about this one. <laughs> Scott. Well, unfortunately, Scott Bayo has had much more staying power than Scott Stapp. <laughs> um, yeah. Holmes, <laughs> All right, you just turned into Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Eddie Vedder. I'm going they, home. They, they, can't, they can't see you. <laughs> this is an audio thing. Yeah, you mentioned that before. I used I used air quotes earlier, and I was like, "Oh shit, they can't see me." <laughs> So, I guess the lesson we can get out of this is suck it, Bayo. Stop believing bullshit. And that there are very few good Scots. 
We're still trying to find one. <laughs> I don't know. I have no more. I think we've I think we've uh, beaten that dead horse. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was fun to talk about these because there's so fucking many of them. Oh, yeah, and honest to God, I mean i I thought we'd go on for hours on this. Yeah. But we, I'm, uh, I'm sure there's we're working, quite a few that we we're being missed. Efficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were there were a few that we that, yeah. But but <laughs> <laughs> smooth. We want to thank everybody for hanging out with us on the Sugar Possum Frosted Podcast. I almost said it right that time. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, we hope to have another episode out here much sooner than six months or whatever the hell this was. Yeah, episode coming soon. <laughs> soon is relative. Um, so again, thanks for hanging out with us. We hope everybody has a great one, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for not firing me again. <laughs> you made it, Scott. Yes. There's a first time for everything. Ah, yes. Uh, there's also a last time. <laughs> See ya. sounds like the ventures every time i hear it it sounds like the ventures <laughs> oh, or dick dale sitting in with the ventures <laughs> <laughs> this is good beer you like it yeah it's good did you get it at the gas and piss down the street or did you actually go to a <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good no, no shit Yeah, efficiency is key. Yeah. I didn't get up to piss one time. That's a first for me. And I only did once. Yeah. Still a first for me. Oh shit. I did twice Yeah, I could hear him whining in the in the background. It was it was like distracting. Suck it, Suck it, Bayo. <laughs>